0: Coming to you live from Northumberland in the year 2020, it's the Ten Point Podcast. My name is Bruce, and what do we do when we wake? Keep both eyes on the sky. Chris, what do we do when we sleep?
1: Keep one eye on the sky.
0: Very good. And Andy, yeah. what do we do when we see them?
2: Go and get shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, you dig hard, dig deep, run for shelter and never <laughs> look back. And then get shit i guess would come after that and uh, they are the three rules to i guess l- living with dragons That's Chris fucked as
1: well <laughs> hey i knew that was coming <laughs>
0: it's a nah, small I challenge <laughs> i set myself every week because let's find something to mention that chris will ask a question on later on uh, we are the 10 point podcast uh bruce andy and chris uh, you can find this wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever you watch your youtube videos which is ideally on youtube i would have said uh Head over there, give us a watch, give us a, a review, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down and give us a quick review. We want to see reviews everywhere. <laughs> give us middle fingers up as well. <laughs> give us a review. wherever you get podcasts, anything that's positive is very good for us. We want to hear from you as well so you can get in touch with us on our social media channels, which is on Facebook and on Twitter. We are 10 Point Podcasts. It's all letters, no numbers there. Same for the website, 10pointpodcast.com where you can read our articles and reviews. Cinemas are opening again. They are open again, so there'll be reviews on there. Uh, and some of us who cannot make it to the cinema, uh, like me, Died. who's in a COVID hotspot, <laughs> will come to being gutted of the cinema in a, in a bit, Andy. I forgot to mention before the podcast, so I'll answer, uh, ask on the podcast. But anyway, uh, templepodcast.com for reviews and articles. And also, somewhere or another, we have merch, Andy. Yeah.
2: We've got merch. We've got Mikey, the new t-shirts, which are now available. You can go on our Facebook page and buy them for the special price of $9.99. We don't actually make any money on it, but it's just cool to have a t-shirt. And also, <laughs> I've got future merch as well, which you guys don't know about. So cool. we've, we've got face masks to keep COVID oh, wow. away. Uh, we've got the, the mugs, which were sneak peeked before. Chris drinks out of them, but they are going to be for sale. Uh the exclusive purple T-shirt, which I can't be open thingy, but that's the one that you can buy on the website. But then this is a special, special one. It's the Ten Point Podcast oh. Ale. <laughs> so,
1: beer cozy. Okay.
2: It's not well, a beer know, cozy. It's, a, it's it's is an actual. It? Oh, it is. <laughs> I thought it was a, beer cozy. <laughs> actual beer. So we've got Ten Point Podcast beers coming.
0: Uh, how does it
1: taste?
2: Shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, Facebook. Go buy a Mikey T-shirt. We're gonna have loads more stuff, merch coming. It's how we're gonna fund this business and uh, keep the beer money coming. Awesome. And yeah, also, yeah. if yeah. your name if your name's Ryan Reynolds and you want to wear a T-shirt, you can have one for free.
0: Ah, there we go. Uh, send us photographs of you wearing your T-shirts. Yes. <laughs> we want. To. If you don't send us a photograph, then it doesn't count, and you have to give it back. I don't know. Uh, something like that. Uh, 10 Point Podcast. We better talk about some movies. Now, this is very exciting because we had a very short-lived spin-off podcast doing news and all that sort of stuff uh, in the last... Uh, I was probably about a year ago now, wasn't it? We were doing that one, I think, probably doing uh, Yep.
1: Before new COVID started.
0: Podcast. Cinemas are open, uh, except, like I say, I'm in a COVID hotspot. So three days before the cinemas opened, mine were saying they weren't going to open, so I wasn't going to go. However, as I forgot to mention earlier, I'll mention it now, uh, I got my... Uh, which group are you in? If you've had uh, Cineworld asking about your membership, Andy? I uh, got uh, fucked. Which, I'm, I'm in I'm in the highest group. <laughs> you spend two pound fifty a month
1: more than I do now. So,
2: yeah, uh, makes we- no fucking sense. So I live in the arse end of nowhere, which is like not even anywhere near anything else, but it's in the highest group. But you can go to fucking Cardiff, which is in the fucking capital of Wales, and it's group one, and you pay fucking nine ninety nine. It's like, you know what, well, Cineworld can go and suck a fucking dick, and if Odeon open up near me, I'm going to go with them, because Audiens are nine yeah. ninety nine across the board, so fuck you, Cineworld, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, there we go, fantastic. Uh, yes, uh, I, I was going to text you earlier on, but I thought, no, I'll save it for the podcast. Um, but as I say, uh, I was unable to go to the cinema to see anything new. Uh, so I uh, I watched Nomadland, the best picture Oscar winner this year. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't bother with it. it it's, <laughs> oh. it's 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 all right. It just it's like watching a documentary, but you know that a couple of people in it are acting. And after reading about the production, even they weren't acting that hard either. It's just it is just <laughs> like watching a documentary on these people who live in a van. Really, is what it's about. It's, yeah. And it's not that great. There's, there's not much in the way of twists and turns. It's just essentially what happens to a woman in the space of a year who doesn't have a house. Uh, but, uh, That's exactly not, why the recommend.
2: Oscars are fucked and uh, the Ten Point Podcast Pointy Award should take over full time from yeah, the Oscars. That.
0: The most prestigious awards uh, obviously exactly. every year but we're going to have about three every year at the rate we're going. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, mid-season ones. But before I got my news, I had embarked on another one of my journeys. So I thought I'm going to try and watch every Saw movie before this new Spiral uh, Saw spin-off comes out. Uh, having only ever seen four of them before, and Spiral essentially being the ninth Saw movie, I had quite a lot to do in the space of a week, uh, and it's quite a roller coaster. Is the uh, the old Saw uh-huh. um, franchise? I gave up. All, like, spoilers alert! Like it was, I don't know. The, the second last one was about ten years ago now, and then Jigsaw was a few years ago so spoiler alert when one of the policemen turned out to be the baddie end of the fourth one that's when i gave up i was like okay i forget it like what that's this?
1: where the dvds end because i've got the chronology thing where you can press the button and it plays the song on the DVD. <laughs> so, yeah. it's too far yeah. away i'll go get it but. i remember
2: watching the fourth one and going well this is jump the shark
1: Yes, but then exactly i
2: carried sure. on
0: right.
1: yeah well that's it i
0: thought okay right i'll, I'll stop in there but yeah, i need to give him a chance and i won't watch the new one and to say that they sink at that point is, is like an understatement. Uh, I think quite comfortably, the next few are the worst. By country, <laughs> like Some of the worst films I've ever seen in my life uh, were in this Saw series. But I keep going. I keep plugging on. Uh, I'm going to put it all together. I'm going to put something on the website that, that really lays it out properly. But yeah, uh, I would say thumbs up for the first three. The fourth one's actually pretty good until you get to the final reveal of actually being one of the policemen. Then it goes off the rails for a bit. And then uh, it comes back. And then Jigsaw is actually pretty good. I've really yeah. enjoyed Jigsaw. Yeah, to
1: bring yeah. it back. One that we watched, Andy, where um, one of our friends got really offended by a bunch of pigs getting slaughtered. I
2: think that was the 3D one. I can't remember what number that was. I think, I think it was like... I remember...
1: Was, the third one, I was it? I don't know, like, there's a uh, bit where they're in a, an abattoir and a whole bunch of pigs get slaughtered. And they, our friend walked out and was absolutely mortified at the fact that they slaughtered a whole bunch of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> speak for ages.
0: I think that's the third one. If I remember is it right. the third like, one? Uh, yeah, it's quite an, yeah yeah uh, yeah. I think that's the third one, but uh, it's far from the worst one. That one, but yeah. All right. <laughs> what what I found about Jigsaw was better was they seem to just not try and just do the whole horror gross out thing. Like it seems to just be we're going to put a film together first and then worry about all the kind of torture stuff later. And I think it made for a better film. However, it's the only one that actually really worked out what was happening before, like, comfortably before the end I knew what was happening in Jigsaw. But, um, yeah, far better. Uh, but Andy, did you go see Spiral? Aye. I'm, I'm I, I so paid I my
2: rip, to- rip-off group three bracket. Uh, strapped in <laughs> to go back to the cinema for the first time in about, what, eight months. Go to go and get my uh, slushy. Nah, I need slushies. I was like, alright, fuck it. Get an ice cream. I need ice creams. So I thought, all right, <laughs> fuck it, I'll get a, I'll get a coke and some popcorn. Oh no, I can get the popcorn as long as it was salted and a bottle of water because they had no soft drinks as well. Absolutely fucked it. They did. So
0: <laughs> was that a problem or was this part of the plan for real?
2: No, apparently their delivery didn't turn up the day before, um, so they didn't have anything. Which okay makes sense because. I didn't want all the steel drink and shit like that, so it does sound like they cleaned all the lines and shit out. However, don't make your grand opening like that. <laughs> so after that, I still decided, uh, fuck it, we'll carry on. Went in watched Spiral. And if you like Jigsaw, it's pretty much the same film as Jigsaw, only with oh, a lot right. more motherfuckers in it. Because <laughs> Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson raised the motherfucker level right up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chris Rock, for the first time, doesn't play funny. He plays really serious, but he's really good in it. Samuel Jackson can act again like by saying motherfucker. <laughs> uh, the one by spoiler-free review is they spoiler it themselves all the way through the film, and it really does annoy me. Oh, okay. So where Saw had that great thing where you watch all the way through, going, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? And then suddenly, bang, 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 they show flashback after flashback. This film will have Chris Chris Rock saying motherfucker, and then show you a flashback of something that happened about five minutes ago going, that's important. And then yeah. ten minutes goes past and they'll do another flashback going, that's important. It's exactly how Jigsaw does it. And it's the same thing in this. But it's enjoyable. It's worth a watch. It's not gross out um, like the other like saw, uh, saw, uh, saw 4 onwards was. It was just gore after gore. This is a smarter Saw version. So it's worth a, worth a watch. Thumbs up.
0: There you go. I I, I was going to see it. I have a, I had a ticket for it for opening day, and then that was yesterday as we recording. As the film finished, or would have finished, I got a text message or a notification from Cineworld saying, hope so you enjoyed your film, I was like, oh my god. And then after that, I got an email saying, from Cineworld Glasgow, "We are all of our, our cinemas aren't opening, so blah blah blah. I know, I've already not been to the cinema. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, the gross stuff, Saw Four, I think, I think, so Four starts with uh, the autopsy scene of Jigsaw getting. his oh. in. that's just about the best bit in the whole series, <laughs> and that film is like it goes off a cliff after that. But that is incredible. Like, I don't know, I don't know how they made it look so real as that. So I, I want to give that that scene a thumbs up. But the film is horrendous after that. Um, Chris, what have you watched in the last week?
1: Uh, nothing gory. I, I only watched uh, Mission Impossible Fallout because it was on film four the other day. Ah. Uh, can't go wrong with a Mission Impossible movie. I mean, I love seeing how they're going to outdo the previous film for stunts and stuff. Uh, I think this is this is one where he broke his ankle jumping that's over the, the right. building. Yeah, that's right. And you can quite clearly right. see yeah, was... the
2: moment it happens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I see him hobbling away afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that was that was a good movie. It'd get better every time.
0: My, uh, I don't know if it's my unpopular opinion, is that it's the best Mission Impossible film. Uh, it was can it we go back high? from
1: the start and um, do them all games I can't remember one before this, or... I don't know if this is four or five. I've lost track now.
0: I believe that one is six.
1: All right. <laughs> hey, got the time.
0: <laughs> I think, Paul, it was... Because the new one I keep seeing advertised as Mission possible 7 because they haven't given it a name yet, like a, like a, an after name.
1: Is Ro- but, I think uh, Rogue Nation's before this. Is that the one that's coming out? No, no, Rogue Nation. It goes one, two, three, <laughs> then... Ghost
0: Protocol. Ghost Protocol,
1: Rogue, Rogue Nation, Nation,
0: Fallout.
1: Yeah, and I've definitely not seen Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation.
0: It's the one I was a bit iffy on. Like Ghost Protocol's good, and Fallout. It's just bit my favourite one. Uh, the one in between. I'm not a bit iffy on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, is that you then? Mission That's impossible?
1: It, Yeah, yes. So i I've watched. Yeah, there thumbs up. Go. Good movie.
0: There we go, thumbs up all over the place. Well, see, there's lots of thumbs down. There's some serious <laughs> thumbs down in the sauce series, but there's, there's some thumbs up there as well. If we better get on to the actual podcast then. The point of the podcast today, point number one, is the 2002 action adventure fantasy thriller, Reign of Fire, brought to us by Touchstone Pictures, who are responsible for such highlights as The Prestige, Gone in 60 seconds troopers wink wink we've done reviews on all of those go find them if you like what we do and uh, also producing the film spyglass entertainment the zanuck company and barber burnbaum so four production companies behind it up to a high number again the film directed by rob Bowman. he was a producer on the a-team the original one with mr t and all that uh, and then directed 13 episodes of star trek the next generation before being a producer and director on the x-files television show and his first feature film he ever directed was the X-Files movie the initial X-Files movie that there was uh, before the second film he directed was Reign of Fire what we're doing and then the third film he directed was Electra and then he never directed anything notable oh, yeah. again, <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, he fucked himself there on Castle he is a uh, producer director on Castle he's also producer for the Rookie so he must have got into uh, Nathan Fillion's bed uh, yes yes exactly um, <laughs> The film, Rain of Fire, written by Greg Chabot and Kevin Peter. Chabot! Uh, neither, neither of them ever wrote anything before or after. So this is the only <laughs> thing they ever wrote that made it into uh, well, into IMDb, I'll put it that way. Uh, the person who helped them on the screenplay was Matt Greenberg, who after this did screenplays for such highlights as 1408 Seven Son, and then Pet Cemetery. The version from a couple of years ago. So uh, they were the biggest things on his IMDb after that as well. So not the biggest writing crew you've ever seen in your life. But onto the stars of the film. Starring are two main stars, two people's names who came up before the title card at the beginning of the film. Matthew McConaughey. The internet tells me he's famous for Killer Joe, Magic Mike, Mud, and Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, we've covered him before, so what I'll say is that Reign of Fire comes in between him making the film Frailty in 2001 and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days in 2003. That's the Matthew McConaughey era we're in, but uh, just before How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Like I say, we covered he him. a
1: bad patch, didn't he? Uh, so he was <laughs> absolute shockers.
0: Yeah, he hadn't quite hit, essentially, the list I mentioned before all came after uh, this era. Uh, the other star, Christian Bale, famous for American Psycho, The Dark Knight Trilogy, and American Hustle. Uh, this comes in his uh, career in between the film called Laurel Canyon, but before Equilibrium, in which uh, has a good kind of varied list of three films that he made in a row there. The budget for Reign of Fire, $60 million. Opening weekend in the US, $15.5 million. Final US gross, $43 million. Worldwide made 82 million, so a small profit that might have been wiped out by by promotional stuff, (laughs) Uh, we're not sure, so it may be just a bit broke even. Uh, I'm not sure they were intending to make it into a franchise or not, but it didn't make a lot of money anyway. Released 12th of July in 2002, made it eligible for 2003's award season, which we covered on the X episode about, I don't know, five or six or seven episodes ago, so I'll not go too deep, deep into it. Reign of Fire was not nominated at any of our major category awards ceremonies that we do, so I'll just say best picture at the Oscars this year, Chicago. Best movie at the NT Movie Awards, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. And Worst Picture at the Razzies is once again getting mentioned, Swept Away, uh, <laughs> starring Madonna, the guy Richard. She's <laughs> getting <laughs> mentioned all the time. I don't know, I don't know why. We need to um, watch that.
1: I'll,
0: I'll,
1: I'll, Absolutely do, not. there's <laughs> one film I'm going to boycott now.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the one after Battle yeah. Earth, Earth got mentioned the other week. Oh, that's uh, shit, yeah. <laughs> uh, other awards. I, I don't know what I've titled the section, but it is The One Award That Reign of Fire <laughs> Won. It won Best Visual Effects at the Catalonian International Film Festival. Uh, I don't know how it can be both in Catalonia and also international, but uh, the, somewhere in Spain, Barcelona area, I would say, it won Best Visual Effects. It was nominated for Best Film at that award ceremony as well. Uh, other nominations it got were just for being Best Fantasy Film and Best Genre Film. So I had to look into what is Best <laughs> Genre Film involved? Is it the because one it that they at, made
2: up? Yeah,
0: it was at. <laughs> something rather horror awards i didn't write all the details down but it was something about horror awards so i went best genre films it's not strictly a horror i guess but it was in with 10 other films that included like lord of the rings and then uh the ring and other action movies, and a couple of like family action adventure. was like I have no idea what the genre means. Like is it, the film has a genre, therefore is eligible. Is that what it means? It's a movie, so it counts. Yeah. So uh, three nominations uh, and uh, plus one win is what Reign of Fire got in its history. Got a brief synopsis written by Lotus, which I'm sure is not the real name, but was the name that <laughs> was seventy-two. What a name? <clears throat> it is twenty years in the future, and the planet has been devastated by. F- Vicious, fire-breathing dragons. The last vestiges of humanity now struggle for survival at remote outposts. In a ruined castle in the English countryside, Quinn is desperately trying to hold together a band of frightened, restless survivors. As a boy, Quinn watched his mother die, protecting him from one of the beasts, and is still haunted by the memory. One day, a group of American rogues show up, led by a brash tough guy named Van Zan he claims to have discovered a way to kill the dragons once and for all and enlist Quinn's help, but doing so will force Quinn to confront his own frightening memories. This and Quinn's responsibilities to those that are under his protection results in a battle of wills between the two men. In the end, events cause them both to realise that they must work together to defeat the monsters, both both without and within. I'm not sure if that actually grammatically makes sense. At the <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what the film's about. Chris, you selected it. I'm assuming we all watched the absolute standard version because that... Yeah, well, I, I don't think so anything run. else exists. Exactly. So, Chris, why don't you tell us why you picked Rain of Fire?
1: Uh, it's a film I've seen years ago. Um, it must have been like 2002, 2003 time, but it actually came out. And I haven't seen it since. I don't think I've actually seen it from the start. That bit with him going under the underground thing, that was all new to me. I can't remember ever watching <laughs> that bit before. So that was a new experience. But uh, yeah, it's just a film that I always remember because of Matthew McConaughey being an absolute beast. In it. <laughs> and I thought, you uh, right, it? works perfectly for my best of British. But so did it. Yeah.
2: We'll get into that.
1: No, uh, well, Bale and uh, Butler. Bale you mean Butler, British. Yeah.
0: They're definitely British. One of the one's Welsh, one's Scottish, is that right? I yeah.
2: But...
0: British. Uh, I had never seen it. This was my first viewing. And Andy, had you seen oh. it before?
2: Oh, I've seen this.
0: What channel had you seen this one on?
2: That's definitely <laughs> Channel
0: 4, E4. E4, yeah, E4, definitely. Okay. It could even Film 4 the... when it
2: first came out. Uh,
0: probably, uh, probably, a launch title, yeah. Uh, on my point two then, the high points, what we thought were the best bits of the film. Chris, uh, I don't know if you like the beginning or not, but you can start near the beginning with an early high point if you like.
1: Yeah, Let's straight well, to the end. No, that's not, it's not the end, it's, like, it's not really a high point for the, the beginning, but it was... Um... I it's a uh, it's hard to explain like the whole why didn't the, the dragon bl- like put him in fire instead of just spurting acid in his face or whatever it was <laughs> spludge like, every other time exactly every other time he just um, blows everything up and this time he just kind of sprays in his face maybe
2: maybe I could I could cover this off if you really want me to for an idea
0: go ahead go that on, on
2: but he's not seen another dragon in a long time. <laughs> So he might have got excited, <laughs> and he's like, "Ooh, little boy, splunge!" Uh,
1: like, I avoided that whole thing for this movie, but <laughs> apparently not. Uh, uh,
0: it was not a high point. Like, we've got into this. It was my fault. I started discussion, but so they, they find the dragon, and the dragon looks at the hole, and then as you say, it didn't set anyone on fire, but it also just for no reason just killed his mother, looked at him, and flew on. Like it, there was no need for him to. To kill the mum, it was not in a fashion in which they killed any other human in the rest of the film. But it seemed to be intentionally. Oh, I'm getting out of my hole finally. Oh, there's a person there. I'll kill them, and then I'll just keep climbing up to the top of it. The... Like, why did why he... why? And, it, why did and it's not like Alice
2: Creed is expensive. She's only like a couple of grand at a convention. So,
1: <laughs> I will say, what a way to cool your beers, though. Fucking like uh, fire extinguisher or liquid nitrogen, whatever it was. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I. I the start was all right. It didn't really do much, apart from just set up him meeting the male dragon. That was it. And he knew where it came from. But, um, yeah, I have a small point. Gerard Butler's a better actor when he he's not putting on a stupid accent.
2: Yes, when he's got his natural Scottish accent.
1: Yep, he's a better actor. He's, just, he's done Irish, American, I don't know, everything else, and it's just shit. So stick to what you know. <laughs>
0: I've, I'm, I'm saving my accents for the low points. Uh, right. so I'll get onto that later on. Uh, my, my first high point is the the first dragon attack at the the castle in Northumberland. The, the one where you haven't really seen a dragon. Like you saw the dragon at the beginning, and then you haven't really seen much going on. So you just kind of know the dragons are out there, but you're not actually sure what's going to happen yet. So hmm. and, and the uh, the guy Eddie, who pretty much lives a pretty shitty life during the film, yeah. where. He breaks out and I'm going to go pick all the not ripe fruit and just doom everybody. Uh, him trying to stop him doing that and, well, we don't wait. We don't know if the dragon's coming or how it's coming or what's going to happen. So I thought the first scene was very good. And when it does actually attack, it, it was reasonably uh, spectacular when it did. Yeah. So my first high point was that the first time the dragon attacked with us was well done.
1: Yeah. Andrew? Yeah. Well, um, I've, my next pie point is the kids' reaction to the Star Wars reenactment. Like, my kids <laughs> haven't seen Star Wars yet, but uh, I really hope they react to it the same way that the kids do because they were proper and gross. they like, they were like, pretty pretty to it. <laughs> the breathing was pretty good.
0: As into a, a live <laughs> performance as they were, they were hanging on every single word that was being said. My, my question about it though is, have they done the entire thing? Like, it looked like there was just two of them doing it. So have they been? <laughs> so have they done? The whole of a New Hope, and then they're on to Empire Strikes Back. He's playing half the roles; yeah. he's playing the other half of the roles. It's like it seems like quite quite a long time they've been at it. See so if they have been doing it.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize like the first time I watched it, I was just kind of watching. it, But they, they call themselves knights, so I think they've kind of changed it into medieval things, obviously with helmets and breathing apparatus. I <laughs> know <Helmets. laughs> uh, uh, the kids' reactions were quite good. Funny.
0: Uh, my next high point comes not long after that. I've got Matthew McConaughey's arrival at the gates. Uh, oh, right. Was really good, with him looking like an. It, it was just at the right time when I was like, I'm pretty sure Matthew McConaughey was in this film, and it's oh here we go. He can kind of showed up right at that. I've got I didn't get a timer on him like I sometimes do with people, uh, but uh, I thought him seeming like he's a bit of a psychopath looks like a badass. I couldn't. It was I didn't really well have. Jared um, Butler's joke about the only thing worse worse in the world than a dragon is an American. And I'm like. How does he like, yeah, really know he's American? anything yet. <laughs> but then oh he's got his little American badge on his on his pretty badass Bane jacket with no sleeves. Uh, right, I, was, I better a, I a better bring
2: one. some input into the podcast on this one. Is it just me? Or is that not Matthew McConaughey? It, what it
0: do you was mean?
2: Matthew McConaughey. No. You sure it's not Rorschach from uh, The Watchman? Cause he looks exactly like Rorschach from The Watchman in this film.
1: No. I mean, isn't Rorschach a I, I get more of um, Travis Vermel from Vikings season four onwards.
0: <laughs> I don't watch Vikings. He does look like a Viking, though. I'll give you that. But, but I, don't know, I don't know where you're getting Rorschach from. Look he like looks her. exactly I, like I, I Rorschach. If you like Rorschach without his
2: mask on when he plays Freddy Krueger, that's exactly what Matthew McConaughey looks like. Really? That dude. <laughs>
1: Aye. I, I Google it, it, people. Google <laughs> yes, it. I'm so right. right. Uh. Well, I was I was, was going to add to Bruce's thing. It's like he's really intense, and in that seems he's explaining how he killed the dragon.
0: Yeah, but he's like
1: what? just holding the tooth next to his face. He just doesn't blink.
0: Yeah, immediately you know, okay, you're a crazy man, but you're probably going to be the crazy man that has the plan like, that'll yeah. get us out of it's, uh, You you are to be trusted. Uh, that's one thing. I, it's not a low point exactly, but I never felt like the Americans were like like, the bad guys. I always felt like, yeah, you're actually the heroes here. <laughs> Christian Bale and his little family in his castle are just hiding. They- they're less of the good guys than the, the American squad showing up. Uh, the American squad, uh, they're a ch- parachute jump chase with the dragon. Uh, yeah, they were
1: like, immediately called into action after this. Yeah, you, that, that,
0: that's my next high point, which it's kind of flawed really the plan <laughs> yeah i think <laughs> but the scene itself is very good and of course yeah. the cgi has not aged spectacularly in the last 20 years but yeah the, the actual how it plays out is good but trying to catch a dragon in the air with a giant metal net is not, <laughs> just, just shooting on the ground like why are you bothering up there <laughs> let's keep it you're better on the ground than it is so you stay on the ground uh, but i still think it was it was well done uh, any other high points
1: uh, my next one is um, nearly uh, it's uh, when the male dragon destroys the entire convoy in one like swoop and then comes up to the castle. Because I've misheard um, Christian Bailey's talk about you'll bring the dragon here, and I was like, How? How are they bringing the dragon here? But they, and the dragon seemed to know that's where they came from and just went yeah. and blitzed a bit. But yeah. we finally got to see like the true power of what the dragon was like.
0: Yeah, the, the bit on the road was really good. Uh, yeah. F- f- something happened between it. Destroying them on the road and getting to the castle, where it kind of looked a bit like a kind of old claymation uh, Jason and the yes. Argonauts style monster. So it wasn't quite as good as it was uh, when it was flying around in the air. Uh, and then, of course, at that point, I'm just trying to count up deaths, so I do miss little bits at this point. So I have to try. No. And- how many people were there? That was that many? They get Bashir, or Bashir's gone. I think. Yeah, he didn't show back up again. He's gone. And then try and work out how many people are dead. Oh, I need to add something else. I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that was my last high point as well. Chris was the, the dragon attack. All right, good. Because you've
2: not stolen one, my one and only high point in this film. Then.
1: Good. Oh, good. God.
2: Right. My favourite bit of this entire film is Matthew McConaughey dying in spectacular fashion, just jumping off of that thing with an axe. That's badass right there.
0: I feel like all hope wasn't quite lost <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, He didn't he give a shit. With the old suicide attack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a way to go. So what I was really disappointed in is the lack of use of the axe. Yeah. Like, he carries that thing about with him. Like, he's going to smash something with it. And what do you do? He bashes it in the head when it's already dead. Yeah. And well, I was I'll... waiting for him to do something with it.
0: It was literally going to. I was going to nominate it for best animated object from the minute I saw it. But then, yeah. he, like, say, never really used it. I thought, oh, it's not worth nominating it. It doesn't play. It's not that good because it didn't actually get rid of But it. that, that an one animated object. <laughs>
2: that one, that one little clip though, is the thing that sold me watching this film because I remember seeing that in the trailer. I'm like, oh my god,
0: that's that's badass right there. <laughs>
2: and it, it doesn't does not
0: pay off. Speaking of the trailer, uh, I saw someone as I was reading, looking into the film a little bit. People kicking off that this had a like a, a false trailer and a false uh, kind of advertising thing because the big budget posters, all that sort of stuff, was the dragon. Like setting fire to London and all that, which yeah. is something we don't actually see in the film. Like yeah. obviously it escapes in London and the final battle is in a ruined London, but yeah, uh, it's not a, an all-out assault by dragons on the city of London. So uh, I don't know if it's a low point exactly because I yeah. didn't go into the film with that
1: preconception. I watched the trailer uh, and it says 2084 AD, <laughs> and then the first thing that pops up is London 2020 AD. <laughs> <laughs> so where they're getting the extra 64 years from is I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, that was. Uh, I watch it. I've started watching trailers before watching films just to see how they. What you're getting into, but I'll I'll come to that later on.
0: Right. Okay. Well, we'll get into that hopefully maybe soon. I don't know. Uh, low points. What we thought the worst things and pieces of the film were. Uh, Andy, I feel like you've stored up some here. So why leave <laughs> I've point? got
2: a lot here. The start of the film. We kind of covered it. That was shite. But, like <laughs> that accent for that kid. Like. Accents as a whole, I'm pretty sure you're gonna pick up on this is not everybody in England. I know like we've got like multi-diverse things, like we Scottish talk Scottish, and we've got about 30 different dialects up here. The Welsh just sound like Welsh people and the English all over the shop. But why is every film always like Cockney, I'm a market trader <laughs> London accent? Yeah,
0: I'm a market trader. Yeah, that's I've got I've got the fakest accents in the film. It's like it seems like everybody in the film is an American trying to be all, oh, I'm right, from, yeah. Right. Or, oh, oh, what are you doing here, little boy? that? Or it's like English people being an Irishman and being all, all like full-on outrageous yeah. Irish accents as well. But the entire way through, except from the Americans who are quickly little Americans, and even when you get to Bale, his accent's a bit dodgy as well. Yep. I hate Christian Bale's English voice.
1: He's got one of them voices you want to punch. <laughs> it's all over the bit. You can do like everything. I don't even think he knows about his own voices now, because he's done yeah. that many different accents. Yeah, and none
2: actually. of them are good. Kind of like the, um, the,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the guy that like at the start bit is the more on that screaming, it's unsafe working conditions, but it's safe enough safe enough for him to chuck a kid into a hole well, into the dragon. I had a lot of issues with that
2: first bit anyway. It's quite clearly there's like hard hats, there's work on site, but no, this little yeah. kid can go in. And then why did the kid not want to go down when he's seen everybody coming out? It's like he was trying to sneak in and then the guy's like, yeah, just go uh, yeah, down, I mate. I was
1: kind of confused about that as well. It yeah. just
2: seemed like they had a whole different film and then it's like, oh, I'll just throw the kid down the hole. He'll get jizzed on by a dragon. He'll come back <laughs> out. And it's just like, what the fuck's going on in this start bit? It's, just, it's all over the shop.
0: Yeah. The, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're all on the subject. I'll, I'll I'll just go into it. <laughs> Jared Jared uh, the, the the boy that isn't Christian Bale's son, the the bit where he joins up is one of the the worst scenes ever. And I've watched sort of Seven in the last week, but yeah, one <laughs> of the, he is horrific. Like the actor himself is dreadful. I don't know if he's putting on a funny voice or not. If he was doing a <laughs> fake accent, but literally he doesn't act after this. Like he is in one documentary film thing, yeah, so yeah, he's in like four things in yeah, total. Like, plays the soldier as the old guy's talking about what happened back in the war and all that. But the actual scene itself where he, he joins, and then the next scene he's like, oh yeah, I didn't join. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that was a bit of a rubbish twist, if you're trying to make it a twist. But also, he does nothing the entire time. He shows no evidence of being anything except from just an, a kind of annoying kid. He wasn't as annoying as some of them, but he was no Steady Logan, I'll put it this way. But he was the best choice to take over after Christian Bale. Like... <laughs> Like that guy, like Christian Bale spent all his <laughs> eggs in that guy's. That guy's that. Or he was the best choice for the soldiers to take with them. So they went to the <laughs> six best guys, whatever it was, and they resorted to taking him. So everything about this Jared guy was hellish, uh, and I think his career speaks for that as <laughs> well. But yeah, accents including him. If you're
2: listening <laughs> to this, mate, email in.
0: <laughs> Why are you so shit? Uh, well, I've got his name, because I'm nominating him later. Uh, <laughs> Scott James Motor Right, drop the James later on, but yeah, Scott. If, if he's listening, James
2: get get in touch. We we can do a review of this and like we'll do a critical analysis of why you were shit trying to help you. If you want <laughs> so to try and well, salvage your acting I'm not career,
1: sure that I'm bad about you. you can believe the name here. You were just you were indifferent to me. You were just there. Right.
0: He feels like in the film he's just there until he's like, all of a sudden he's the next Christian Bale guy. He's like, no, 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 you're terrible. Right.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna beat around the bush here because I always bring up these subjects which always are gonna get me into trouble, woke culture and all that shit. So I'm gonna beat around the bush just to get your thoughts and see if your minds were going the same way as I did. Am I to believe that Christian Bale and Gerard Butler spent most of their time looking after kids? Like yes. they run yes. the entire complex. There's quite clearly a lot of other adults there, but Gerard Butler sleeps in the same area as the kids, and but Christian Bale does. Getting a
1: bag does. massage from that lady—I thought she was, was. was a bit young.
2: <laughs>
1: There's just—I don't know. It seemed
2: like the two people running this entire complex were awfully near the kids, for my liking
0: you saying there's some sort of racket going on here? I think, saying,
2: uh, I basically think in a post-apocalyptic dystopian future, which was one year ago, that <laughs> if you're into no, that sort of thing...
1: epidemics have yeah. think, yeah, That's why I am coming to the <laughs> house. Yeah.
2: But yeah, if, if you're into that sort of thing, if you were the guy from Waterworld and you needed to get like, you know, do some trade, Christian Bale and Gerald Butler's your guy.
0: you would have a lot of stock, would Christian. Yes. <laughs> it's what it's what
2: my takeaway from that was. It's just like you're in charge of the castle. Why are you in the basement with the kids? Live in the penthouse of the castle. Just saying.
1: <laughs> well that's probably the worst bit as with Dragon's Land, apparently. Yeah, well, um, on, just... on the subject the subject of Creedy,
0: uh, that's Jared <laughs> Butler. From the very first scene he was in, I knew he would die. Like I do it was like he was marked from the minute I saw him, I was like, Right, look around. Right, Christian Bale doesn't have a family to lose here. <laughs> so right best mate okay you're done you're dying I said <laughs> and there's another one that doesn't really add anything i don't actually know what his like you would think oh jared butler he's the second in command so oh, J- uh, christian bale yeah he's like the hero and all that but in my in the event of my death you are the vice captain he seems like he like. should have been yeah but yeah he, he doesn't seem to have a purpose. He doesn't seem to be good at anything except from like being Darth Vader, or whichever one he was. He was Luke Skywalker, wasn't he? But was uh, the obvious. He doesn't seem to have, present any skills at any point because he's not especially good at fighting or I don't know, growing stuff either. So uh, yeah, but immediately I knew he was a goner. Like yeah, you're not quite famous enough to be the star, so yeah, you're dead.
1: <laughs> I was kind of wondering, like you know when like um, there's a Van science called says like, we're we're scripting your six strongest people. They completely bypass him and just go <laughs> to somebody else. So, yeah. maybe the kid is, I don't know, weak? I don't
2: know. I think it's they knew like about that. the ring that was going on in that castle. <laughs> well,
0: when they said six strongest, they mean we'll get the six kids out of here. And we'll, yeah, uh, we're really going to save them the kids here. Save
2: them. Right, let's bring it back on track. Here's a proper low point. Timelines. Right. Quite clearly, Matthew McConaughey drives a tank. Yes. Yes. The fastest tank, which definitely wasn't what he had, goes about 30 to 40 mile an hour on flat terrain. Okay. His tank was, I would say, best case scenario, 20 mile an hour when he arrived. Yeah. How did he get from Northumberland to London and back in what appeared to be less than a day? It's impossible. The,
0: uh, the other side of this is... He said that they'd landed in Manchester and were going to London. The castle's in Northumberland. Yes. Which is the opposite end of the country from London. Yes. <laughs> so, well, why was he even there in the first place? Well,
2: to, to rebut that argument, he did say he was running out of fuel, so maybe he did try <laughs> to go to London and got completely fucking lost. They
0: <laughs> like were going the wrong way. All the signs were high off. They might be pointing the other direction. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh shit. those
1: dragons could write. That
2: <laughs> dragon, <in> real saying <laughs> <hand>, no exit. <laughs> but no, it just really annoyed me. It was like, you've got all these vehicles, you say you're running, and why? Like, have a convoy. If you're running out of fuel, do shuttle runs in that helicopter. Which then brings me on to that damn helicopter. <laughs> There's dragons in the air. They say multiple times that nothing's flown in like 20 years. She had no fucking issue. Like there was yeah. one little bit of hairy moment when they tried to get down a heli- uh, a dragon, but other than that, mm. the dragons didn't give a shit about that helicopter. Apparently,
1: was it some kind of like super airwolf stealth helicopter? Maybe. it's supposed to be the fastest helicopter. It's built for speed. I read that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but.
0: but yeah, the, the fuel for that as well. Like I don't have a helicopter, but I'm assuming it eats through fuel at quite a quick rate. I'd imagine like so. Especially, Especially when went up and flying. down. It. Yeah,
2: because I'm pretty sure one scene she was in London. Dragons burn through the tanks. She then flies back, goes, It's fucked down there, and ends up back in London and two seconds later, going, It's <laughs> still fucked, and then tries to take them back again.
0: And then they're out over the sea at one point, so I'm assuming they, when they came into London, they went out and around about it. Yeah. Because uh, like, London's not exactly next to the sea, it's nearish to the sea. Which would make right sense, I suppose,
2: because dragons wouldn't fly over the sea because there's nothing to chew. But then brings me on to my other low point. Am I said like to believe that dragons eat ash?
0: Yeah, that's what they said. That's literally a quote.
1: <laughs> like, ash why?
0: Fire
1: out, doesn't it? No. I just when you like that's what they're doing. There's a forest fire. You burn a bit, and the ash keep, stops the fire from burning. Hi, if you stops- the ash stops. Ash is going to stop his fire burning.
0: It's ash, what's left after a fire? Like, if you set fire to a thing, isn't what's yeah. left ash?
2: Which has no yeah, nutrients but- in that. How can a dragon yeah. eat nutrients out of
0: ash? And like, and then like, do they? Kill people because people ash tastes better than everything else ash. Is that <laughs> yeah. why they want to kill everyone? Because
2: they they had no interest in really killing. They're like, oh, I'm going to burn that motherfucker. Then I'm going to go eat his ash afterwards.
1: Well, he did notice he did start eating other dragons, and he did eat that guy in the field.
2: Which well, then the makes dude,
1: he ate it. He did bite him in half. But then why? If they eat ash, why are they eating other dragons? Yeah, maybe it's to help them. Pip, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to branch off of this because this was a major question I had like, what is their point but also the big guy was the one they found in the hole at the beginning and he's like oh I'm a, I'm a dragon right out of the hole and then oh here's a, a million dragons out of nowhere so where were the other dragons
1: he was jizzing all over them making them dragons <laughs> well this is one of my points is like the fact that there's only one male dragon in the entire world is just fucking stupid like I can understand one alpha male in an area but just one male? Yeah. Oh. What happens if that, that male dragon stubbed its toe and died of sepsis? Is that it? This entire species is just wiped out because he's well, that's a
2: one? That's exactly what this film believes. If you take that one out, that's it. The dragon population is dead.
0: Yeah, so at some point, like, so he, <laughs> he is like the male dragon. And we could accept, okay, when they first find him in the tunnel, he's the male dragon. Mm. Somewhere there has to be a female dragon. So how do where is this dragon? <laughs> and then, so from that point on, every baby dragon that is ever born is a female. Is that what right. happened?
2: That's exactly what he said.
0: <laughs> <And> why? <laughs> <laughs> They're not real, I know. That might be they, how they work. But... This is why
2: these guys never wrote a film again. <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's um, got... I've got one more low point after this. <laughs> um, I didn't feel... The, the true pain in Jared Butler's no when he found out that the Dark Knight was his father is and not grip me like Luke yeah. Skywalker's did
0: yeah exactly yeah it wasn't, it, it wasn't that was good. my last low point <laughs> I, I agree uh, I have no other <laughs> low points we've touched on on enough <laughs> I've got I've got loads
2: of low points but yeah keep going keep going move on <laughs> keep going okay,
0: <laughs> we, better, we better move on to point four for the stats then uh, I don't know if the usual queue is ready for us.
2: Uh, no, because your face always covers it every single time, so I've got to move you out of the way.
0: <laughs> I thought I heard a shit. Uh, you did, and you heard the one and only one. There was only one shit in the entire film. And there was one, only one other swear in the entire film as well, which was with the guy at the beginning was like... All right, mate, welcome to the arsehole of whatever it was. I think it was actually an Irish one that said it, but yeah, it said it. Like the, the arsehole of the world or something like that was where they found the dragon. So there were the two swears. Yeah. Uh, Andy, did you hear any other shit, sort of any other shit based well. <laughs> trivia for
2: us? I've got a shit based question. Right. They're quite clearly in an old a castle, right? The plumbing's not going to be great in it. Where does the poop go? <laughs> where does the
1: poop go? the famous phrase. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll keep that with a nice
2: solution. <laughs> uh, so I've came up with some solutions for this. Okay. Do they have? Do they like poop in like old castles in buckets? Then take those buckets to the field that seems to be absolutely miles away to use as fertilizer. Logical.
0: Good show. Yeah.
2: But then it also brings the question on: Why is the field miles away? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was thinking that, but I thought maybe the this- the area around it was fertile enough.
0: Yeah, maybe. It, and it's a, an old castle, so there must be like a certain amount of just the certain grounds would be fit for, like, I guess, stock in certain <laughs> places, but not in others. all There might be a, a moat and stuff around it. I don't know. Maybe
1: they, maybe they weren't allowed to trespass anywhere. So they just a bit, used their own field.
0: I'd please stay off the grass. Yeah. It was an old medieval kind of historical Britain site.
2: <laughs> but, but my ultimate question though is, toilet paper. Like, I didn't see any of that. I would be stockpiling that. I would have a whole room dedicated to toilet paper if everything was gone, like yes, everybody did last year.
0: It's all electricity, so there must be uh, some amount of fuel, so maybe there was still toilet paper.
2: I feel like the is just one not right, though. I feel like that should have been mentioned, like, just, just a wee pass and going, got the toilet paper, Dave. All right, good. If you were Van <laughs> Dan, that
0: would be the first question... Uh, we're Americans, look at tanks, watch the toilet situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck
2: the fuel, I want to know if I can go for a nice crap. Uh, uh,
0: speaking of that, explosions. Uh, there was only one explosion in the entire film, which was the dragon's head exploding at the end. Everything else was just a breath of fire, which not necessarily an explosion. Um, but... I did count how much fire there was. Uh, there were 23 instances of fire in the film. As in, I did count every little bit of a thing that was ever on fire. But if a dragon went whoosh at any point or something went kabam on fire, wherever it was. 23. So 23 fires, but there was no rain despite the title of the film. Not once did it rain. It was in Britain the entire time, but there was no rain throughout. And... Um, there were 61 deaths that's not including dragons there were uh, a few dragons uh, which fills out our dead animal category because there was dragons if you won't let me have dragons that eagle thing died as well because it was a convoy <laughs> on the way London so a uh, dead bird uh, <laughs> checked off for the podcast we always have a dead bird uh, and did they say the thing did they say rain of fire no nope. no they did not It did not come up a conversation at any point uh, chris have you got any stats
1: uh, no, not this week. I could think of anything I wanted to count. <laughs> Literally, I, was I was going to count dragons, but then yeah. that scene near the end, yeah. they all just fly up. I was like, no. Yep. Uh, I was I've got another, dragons. Uh, so. Before we move on, I've
2: got another question that's been bugging me. The helicopter again. It quite clearly had missile things in the side of the helicopter. Why did they fire missiles? Why did they wait to the end to have a crossbow to fire a grenade? They had Maybe they've a... used their missiles. Nah. They went to a military base, there would have been still more missiles. And then, also, the biggest thing, how did the military not manage to take out one dragon?
0: Yep. That's a big question I had that I forgot to mention earlier, was, like, these are a bunch of mercenaries or whatever who have tanks and all that. If the dragons die as easily as they do, surely the whole world's armed forces would have been able to do what they did Aye. to the dragons. It's just bugging me. It's a stat. It's a bugging that <laughs> <stat>. <laughs> Anyway, on a point five, uh, the 10-point podcast quiz. Over right. the Quizmaster. Before Chris even says oh,
2: anything, oh. Right. I'm totally giving up this, because I did... I lose all... Oh, I can't even speak anymore. I did one. not pay one bit of attention to this film at all, because... Oh, that's <laughs> handy,
1: because it's got nothing to do with the film. Thank ah. fuck for
2: that. Here we go. Strapping. <laughs>
1: So, uh, I need to get my order right. Um, How to train a dragon. No, I didn't do do one there, but we'll (laughs) start with Bruce. Um, What does the word dragon mean? Does it mean huge serpent, fire breather, or great beast?
0: Great beast.
1: Ah, Huge serpent. Ah. Unlucky. Andy, what country has a dragon on the flag? Wales. Hey, got one. Hey, yeah, boy. Uh, Bruce. I almost said China. Vo- <laughs> <laughs> that stars. Uh, who did the voice of Drago and Dragonheart? I feel like this is a real easy one. Is that Sean Connery? Yeah, it was. Yeah, ah. no, I've seen that film. <laughs> Have you not? Oh, no, I haven't no, no. seen that film. Okay, Andy. This is the reason I gave you this one. Uh, which football team play their home games at the Stadio do... Do Dragao, which is known as the Stadium of the Dragon, is it Benfica or Porto? Benfica. <sighs> ah, Porto. <laughs> ah.
0: <laughs>
1: I, didn't get uh, I didn't know. I do not know? I actually <laughs> knew I that did, one. I didn't know. Uh, Bruce, what was the name of the dragon from The NeverEnding Story?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know well enough. I, I must have been a child the last time I saw The NeverEnding Story. I'd watch, I nearly watched it the other day as well. Uh, I absolutely cannot even
1: remember. It's something called
0: yeah, yeah, a, yeah, it's a one off. Over. No one else has called that. <laughs>
1: uh, Andy, in folklore, what are dragons believed to hoard? Gold. Hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, yeah, one each. So, uh, Bruce, name one of Daenerys's dragons from Game of Thrones.
0: Uh, Viserion. Correct. And Andrew, Serpsis. <laughs>
1: what? Serpsis <laughs> no. Is that the baddie from the 300? You <laughs> <enough? It's> absolutely... <laughs> no, you can have Drogon or Regal. I don't give a shit. I gave up watching Thrones. It's I shit. Uh, I think it was... You might have won three, two, three, one, I don't know. I've lost track of these now, but... Yeah, there you go, that was that. <laughs> I think that was a draw again. I could be wrong. I think How, it to yeah. How to train a dragon. How to train a dragon. There's probably naming name in the dragon, but... Um...
0: Is that, is that one of the... Uh, Toothless. <laughs> Toothless, there you go, yeah. I went. right. Well, I'm talking <laughs> other move. move on to movies. Give them
1: self-questions. Movies.
0: <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> uh, movies and movies, I keep track of the parodies, references, and movies that it makes me think of as I watch the film. Quite a long list this week. We have The Empire Strikes Back... Jaws, The Lion King, Cliffhanger. Apparently, now, I didn't. I didn't hear the Cliffhanger bit, but in one of the sites I consult for this, a movie that was referenced in this film was Cliffhanger. I don't remember anyone hanging off a cliff, but it came right after the list. They of
1: the- flew past a cliff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because it was like the list had the ones I just mentioned as well, which were the ones that they played out, like played at bush Back and the kids. The one about the shark, that's Jaws. The one, The Lion King, that's obviously The Lion King, and then Cliffhanger was the next one, but I, I don't remember it being mentioned. Apparently, Cliffhanger. Uh, other films: King Arthur. Uh, the Terminator, specifically Terminator Salvation, because I kept thinking that with Chris Bale. Oh, and yeah. Andy, did you get a scare from the flare in the tunnel with Christian Bale? Nah, Term- it a ship flare. <laughs> it was also McConaughey lit it. So maybe it was-
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a the point. They are like, let's sneak underground, but we will just fire off a flare. And- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dragons and fire, they're usually all right, aren't they? And
1: they they're well. surprised when they even find out that they're near. Oh, wait, yeah. Another low point. Let's, let's bring a low points
2: to this <laughs> film. The whole payoff for dragons can't see us at dusk—that's the happy hour. It wasn't really a payoff; the dragons still seen them and ate them.
0: And also, it wasn't that—it was still kind of just—I kind of, don't know—late afternoon when they did everything. Wasn't like, there wasn't even a
2: scene with just the dragon going, "Ah, I can't see because it's either light or dark."
0: <laughs> it's either light or dark. Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, we will get to my list. Uh, so it, uh, uh, I mean, it made me think of Waterworld uh, as well. So I've got Waterworld, but also things like Mad Max, Alien, Predator, Apocalypse Now, Dark Knight Rises, that was just his bale coat, uh, Godzilla, and then specifically Rodan, uh were another <laughs> couple of movies within movies. Chris, what have you got for movies within movies?
1: Um it's been a while since we saw uh Matthew McConaughey, like back all the way back in season two, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been even longer for Christian Bale. Um, he was way back in episode five of season one.
0: Plenty award winner uh, for season one. Best, best
1: yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Butler was a little bit more recent in Rock and Roller. Uh Joe, you know I thought Bale and Butler had been in more things, but I was surprised. Yeah, one uh, There was only one each. Mm-hmm. Any others? Uh, Andy is definitely Van Zandt. Ah. question. He is Van Zandt. Uh, no, I didn't do any of the. Anybody else? I not do that. Yeah, <laughs> you, have missed,
0: you have missed one, but I'll let you do your recasting.
1: First.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, carry
1: on. All right, um, you are Quinn, and I thought I'd be one of the Archangel bait guy that plummets his death without opening his parachute. <laughs> That's
0: a good segue. I recast this differently. I thought I'll go Van Zandt because with my hair really short, I kind of look a wee bit like him with my with my beard. Uh, and then I, I thought Andy... about that, but Andy's bald. Uh, I mean, Andy Quinn and made Hugh Creedy, uh, just because they the, the oh, main guys. But speaking of the Archangels, Gideon, the kind of boss Archangel guy, uh, the black fella, we'll put it that way, uh, who has a bit of banter, hang out at the helicopter, being all chatty and all that sort of stuff. He played Cruel Sergeant in The Edge of Tomorrow. We hey. <laughs> so have actually had him before. Um, I don't necessarily remember. I only
1: that. go to, like, the top
0: yeah. people. The thing was, because I always tried to place, uh, Bashir <laughs> I can't remember what his name actually is but I, like, I recognise him, what do I know him from and I kept clicking on all the people who were in it trying to find it. what is he from and then before I found him, I clicked on uh, Terrace Maynard, <laughs> his name and it was the films he, he's in were Rain of Fire and then Edge of Tomorrow I was like, oh Edge of Tomorrow, there we go <laughs> so finally found one that you didn't get <laughs> keeping of the uh, what do you call it, universe as it were and uh, and that's us up to Andy's movies and movies. Andy, what is it? Your movie within movie within movie.
2: Well, this was hard because every con died. So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. However, I went for a different thing. This is basically the prequel to Game of Thrones. And it's basically young Joffrey's rise to power. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So basically what's happened is he's been held captive by two people... <laughs> <laughs> against his will, he was going to be sold. <laughs> sold on. So what actually he does is he summons some dragons, um, from the olden times to basically nuke everything, um, and then he gets his rightful power back and becomes king.
0: There you go. Uh, I intentionally haven't mentioned how to train your dragon because I thought you would have how to train your dragon in your movies and movies. So <laughs> like you a bit, so, yeah. this, this film made me think of how to train your dragon because of the Gerard Butler on Dragon. Yes. So, so. He yeah. so, uh, does love a dragon, Gerard Butler. He
2: does. And <laughs> I went for the Game of Thrones look because everybody else died in this film.
0: <laughs> Kinda of like Game of Thrones in some ways. Uh on to point seven and these hypotheticals. Uh what are we got what are we answering this week?
2: Right. So Chris kind of ruined my other one, so I've got to change it now. If you had to do one job to look after the castle, Chris, what would it be? You had to, uh, you had to do something. How did I ruin it? Oh, because I was going to ask you if you were going to be like one of the parachuters, would you do it? Which he basically uh-huh. said. He said, yes, yeah, you flat the be. ground. Uh, so you're uh, going to get the mundane be. one now of what would you do? What would your what would your input be in this little community? So Gerard Butler and Thingy are obviously, they, they look after the kids. So you're not like to look after kids, Chris.
1: I'll be the boost tester. Um, (laughs) No, I don't know, like I'll be one of the Gardener guys, I think. Here we go Gardener well Yeah, I can't like drive, so I'll probably learn in that situation. But (laughs) I don't think you need a license. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know that dragons will stop you in the motorway setting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be the weird dude with the eagle up the tower, I reckon. that's what Just chilling, ah, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the best job. Oh, I want to the guy, lookout, I suppose. I do like the fact that that guy, the only characteristic that guy had was everyone when you stop banging on about the eagle, and just look for <laughs> God's sake. Like, You have one job, it's look out for people, not just get the eagle to do it instead. So, so yeah. you'd be the
2: lookout, Chris would be the gardener. And also, while we're on that subject... Flame suits. There was flame retardant suits when they went to go gardening. I'm calling bullshit for that. Protect you
0: from dragon fire. Not a chance. Well, I, I, I've, you've now raised the question of why did they never use them again? Like that was it. <laughs> that was. Oh, these work. Ah, yeah. Forget it. Yeah. We <laughs> just me, fucking walk right through
2: to. and just jab a fucking <laughs> grenade in the guy's mouth. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I completely forgotten about those. Oh, That's all right, yeah, I had. actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, get them. That's that's what I would do. I'd be the one making them suits so that everyone could wear one. Uh, we better move on. Point eight on the podcast is our nominations for the Pointy Awards, which are coming up soon enough. Soon enough, I would say, at some point in the summer, we will have our ten point podcast Pointy Awards for season three. So nominations. Uh, I feel like we never start with Chris. So why don't you go first? Oh,
1: um, I've gone for the best effect. Is the the corpse of the dead dragon when the one they take down and they're just kind of walking in between. That was quite cool. Uh, worst dad is Eddie, obviously. Like he gets his kids killed in the when he's harvesting, Hard <laughs> and then him. just yeah. takes them away in a convoy and gets them killed again. Um, I went for best actor. He was be, he's been my worst actor before. So Matthew McConaughey, I thought yeah. he was uh, he was good yeah. in this. Really intense, and he played unhinged really well.
0: He was he was the best actor in it by a yeah. mile. Christian Bale doesn't seem like he's that baller. and everybody else
1: is pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, my worst plan. Is Andy's best moment is why would you jump into the mouth of a dragon <sighs> when you don't have to
0: and it quite clearly didn't work <laughs> there, there was a few
1: contenders but I thought jumping into a, a dragon's mouth was a really bad <laughs> idea <laughs> and my best twist was the fact that there was only water in Van Zandt's hip flask and not no, alcohol that,
0: was, that wasn't bad actually yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's like, water, I was expecting booze <laughs> So yeah, there's my ones.
0: How
2: about Andy? Any nominations? Right. Best best uh, entrance, or whatever we call it. Matthew McConaughey pulling up with the convoy. Yep. Uh, best plan, jumping towards a dragon with an axe. Because that works <laughs> in every other film. That would have worked in any other film, guaranteed. He would have hit the dragon, he <laughs> would have axed him from the inside, it would have worked. So I feel like it was the best plan, however this film decided to fuck him, so it didn't actually work, yeah. but... Uh, still a banger of a plan. Uh, stupidest plan. Driving from the Thumbland to London in a tank. I think about three times. I, I, can't, I lost count how many times he's going back and forth. <laughs> Just take the helicopter to do some recon. That would have been simpler. Uh, and also, uh, the worst father figure is, um, what do you call him? Gerard Butler and Christian Bale for looking after all them kids.
0: Okay. I still think Eddie's worse. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was trying yeah. to get him
2: out of that ring as well. I killed them all <laughs> <laughs> out of the ring.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ring of Fire. <laughs> Don't ring <me> <laughs> See, Ring of
2: Fire.
0: <laughs> 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 oh goodness me! Right, nominations for me. Uh, best song, like the only song in the film, Fire. Uh, i
1: was going <laughs> to do that, but
0: I saw not. It was very obvious, but uh, it's a good song. Uh, best special effects, uh, the dragon attack on the road. Uh, the one was they were on route to London on whatever journey it was, the third or fourth or whatever. Uh, I mean that. Um, my next one, I have the worst scene, of course, is Jared leaving. I think <laughs> leaving, I put in very commas next to it. Uh, uh, best actor, McConaughey as well. Worst actor, I'm sorry, Scott James Motor playing Jared. Yeah, you get the worst actor. You had one big scene that it was really bad. I'm sorry. Uh, and my last one, Oh, sorry, uh, a, a doubler. The last one is the most thing. I've gone for best death, but also best exit is Van Zan. Uh, I thought that was uh, doubled up. Ah, oh, get keep best death? Yeah. Best death. yeah. I thought it had to be that Legend. A lot of deaths. 60-odd, but that was the best one. Uh, on to the moral of the story. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go first. I've got my haiku this week. I didn't spend too long on it, but it goes as follows. Leave them alone to live inside the hollow earth, all dragons are twats. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem to be, they just want to kill everybody and maybe eat them, we're not sure. Uh, Andy, what is your moral of the story?
1: If you've got uh, a fire suit, use it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Chris? So I, I didn't even get a moral, that's a bad one to end on. I couldn't think <laughs> of a decent moral this week.
0: What yeah. what is the film about? to say what. What's your tweet size? What is the plot of this? What what message is? Don't, you know?
1: don't piss off dragons. There, <laughs> there you go.
0: Think
1: of anything decent like last week's <laughs> one. Uh,
0: on to point ten, the ten point rating where we rate the movie out of ten. Uh, Chris, it's your
1: selection, so tradition says you rate first. Um, I like it, but like you expect a film about dragons to have actual dragons in it, not like. Three minutes of it, or like fifty minutes, however much it was. Um, seeing that, like the actual act, some of the acting, most of the acting, wasn't bad. Uh, the dragon effects were good, and they didn't look out of place, like in some films where it's just like a a beast just flying across them moving. If you know what I mean. So I uh, will give it a five. A five from Chris.
0: Because uh, I'll watch it again. You've seen it, so why don't you go next?
1: Ah, uh, I didn't like it then.
2: Didn't like it now. It's not horrendous. It's watchable. So Scrape's
0: a three. A three from Andy. Andy's review there is pretty much what I've got written down. I've got not Aww. much to say. It's very average. <laughs> uh, the acting isn't great. The, the, the best performance is McConaughey. The special effects aren't great. The best bits are the ones outlined. The story itself isn't great. It has its own little twists. Everything else, is, but it's just—it's uh, just—it's not quite. I feel like it might be a film that might have been helped by adding an extra half hour into it. It's quite short mm-hmm. for what it's trying to do. If this film had been made ten years later, it would be two hours. And it was, if it was
1: remade book. with like more better effects now, I, think it be I a still don't think. Like action. I never—I never commented about the effects or
2: slagged them off. I thought the effects were all right. Yeah. And yeah. and for two thousand and two it would have blown my mind.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, they're absolutely there's nothing bad about the film except for maybe one or two performances or accents, but the actual film itself is is fine. But uh, I'm only giving it a four is what I've settled on for my final review, which is very easy because it means that the official rating of Rain of Fire is a four because that's an easy averaging out. Uh, yeah, not not the best, but far from the worst. We've had we are, we have had the worst. Uh, this how week. many
1: pigs do I have left? <laughs> I think you've
0: only got one. I think I think it okay. goes me. It goes is it Andy? Andy, me, you, and then Andy, me. I think that's how it goes. Okay,
1: uh, I'm changing my pick now. I know what I'm picking next week, <laughs> next time. <laughs>
0: so speaking of that, uh, next time is Andy's selection, and Andy needs to follow up his. His uh, trend, or his, what, what's the word? Theme, which follows on from Blade Trinity, Little Shop of Horrors, Waterworld, City Slickers, and Look <laughs> Who's Talking. Uh, off the top of my head, Blade is the only one that happened this century, so I can't even... i have go to the 90s. Two of them don't happen in the 90s. Um, but I cannot piece them together. So hopefully Andy's next selection is the key to that. So Andy, I'll, d- next I'll
2: definitely give you... I've, I've already given away my... Uh... My thing and uh, the, the fiance's not uh, 100% happy with the theme, so no, that's already, how it she's is. <laughs> well, like
1: <laughs> However, black hair, I don't know, fucking hell
2: is it that <laughs> random? Right, so I'm going to do a little bit of build up for this one because I feel like this film deserves a bit of build up. Bruce, what's the oldest film we've done so far?
0: Uh, Alien. That was Alien, it was Crested Alien, that's the oldest.
2: Right, well I'm going to take you back to 1976. Oh, 76, oh, okay. However, it's not actually from 1976, it's been remade since then. So we're going to do the, the remade version of it, which was actually the same year as Rain of Fire, which was 2002. <laughs> it's all over the shop here. Uh, it's, a, it's a Chris film. Uh, it's definitely on his list, so I'm going to nick it right off his list. Uh, it fits into my theme. It's something well out of my comfort zone. It's a, a subtitled film, and oh. it's Kung Pao, Enter the Fist.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll do it it. <laughs> it's not on my list, actually.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I'll do a Chris film, because why not? I'm going to go
1: put on my list today after that video that I showed you. You almost blew the whole thing, because
2: I literally, this is locked in. And you sent me that video, and I was like, uh-oh, do I change it? I was like,
0: nope, I'm holding strong. I'm not changing it.
1: Uh, I remember this. This is a great film. This is one of my top comedies.
0: <laughs> oh, just, uh, oh, we need to get that list. We need to get that put together. This is top
1: uh, top. It, it keeps changing, but this is, this is <laughs> up there. Uh,
0: I have never seen it.
1: Oh, oh you're in for a ride. You're in oh, for oh, a ride yeah.
2: here.
0: I'm definitely in for a treat, it looks like it could be fun Uh, there you have it and and, and honestly I am now with this revelation further away from getting a theme for the films So uh, Um. it's the most eclectic group of films ever Um, so we'll have a think, everybody else has seven days to to watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist Uh, and we'll see you next week on the Ten Point Podcast